What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Hello, hello, and welcome to Not So Good Ideas Podcast. I'm Bree here with Eleni. Hi, and welcome back to another episode where we talk about interior design, interview guests, and try to entertain you guys at the same time. How are you? Good. Good. How are you? <laughs> I'm good today. <laughs> That's good. It was, um, guess what the temperature was here today oh my gosh was it nice am i gonna cry i want you to guess (laughs) 70 degrees no oh okay what 82 what i thought you were gonna say lower (laughs) no it's 82 degrees today in charlotte north carolina let me tell you what uh the weather was today 14 degrees. (laughs) Yay. Oh my gosh. Felt warmer today. I think I think you should move here. (laughs) Oh, that sounds 82. That's amazing. It's just crazy. Well, and then what stinks is that this weekend it's going to drop to 40 and rain. And I was like, oh. oh, of course, like on a random Thursday where I have to be inside like 10 hours of the day, it's 82 degrees. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy, though. Yeah. Oh, Anyways. Amazing. <laughs> That's I just nice. had to share that fun fact with you. Yeah, but. I feel like the sun always brings like good energy. So it does. And like putting your windows down is such a like small little thing, but it is like it's a treasure. Yes. <laughs> I haven't done that in like a year. <laughs> I bet you have. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's okay. Do you well, have any ideas to share? I do. So um, I've been kind of organizing you know getting getting into my organizing again and i'm really bad about keeping my car clean it's like the one thing not the one thing but (laughs) it's just like something that i'm not great at keeping the car like it gets pretty dirty especially i have a child you know we eat in the car sometimes Mm -hmm. all the things I right. take my coffee, you know, in the car, drinks, lots of drinks. So my car is usually really messy, but my good idea is I finally took it and got it detailed. So it's clean. Mm-hmm. Wow. It snowed right after, but the inside is still clean. You know? That to me, that's all that matters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm happy. That's good. Yeah. Well, that's nice. I'm jealous. I want to get my card detailed. <laughs> it was it was expensive. I think it was like 70 bucks, but worth it. I mean, my car was it was a mess. <laughs> so I mean, that's cheaper than therapy. So it's yeah. pretty good. Oh, yeah. It was like a little <laughs> therapy session. That's good. Do you well, have a I good idea? Yes. So 
recently since the weather has gotten a lot nicer i've been going like straight home and going for a walk with my doggies and i'm trying to build stamina for runs we're not there yet <laughs> baby steps <laughs> but it's nice to get outside i feel like because i'm such a hobbit and i'm inside all the time it's been like a little treat to look forward to every day Yeah, that's really good. You're on your hot girl walk yeah area. i don't know about hot girl but i am on my girl walk <laughs> Well, that's what they call it anyways. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's good. That's very yes. good. Yeah. But um, no. I don't think I have any not so good ideas to share though this week. Mm. I don't know if I do either. Maybe we can just keep it on a light note. I think that's a great idea. <laughs> well, today we have a fun guest joining us, a little different than usual. We have a Kravit Archive textile designer coming on to tell us all about her experience working in the archives of Kravit. I'm pretty sure she has some crazy stories to tell us, so we can't wait to have her on. Please welcome to the Not So Good Ideas podcast, Lena Forrester. Hello. 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 Hi, how are you? I don't think I've met you yet, but I'm Lena, and I obviously know Brie from school. Yes, my name's Eleni, and Brie told me all about you. <laughs> I, I stalked your wedding, so I know all about you. Oh, perfect. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, great. Thank you for coming on. Of course. Sorry it's taken so long for me to get here, but we're here. That's okay. We're excited to hear all about your inside scoop oh i love that yes so let's just dive right in and you can kind of give us the rundown of what you do okay and some of your background okay um so my name is lena d forrester um and i'm an army vet who learned languages and traveled the world and decided that i really loved art and design um so then i went to scad in savannah and that's where I studied interior design um, before I knew that there was like a career you could do in textiles. Like I never, I guess it never like never hit me that I could study textile design. And so I found that at SCAD. And then so as a junior, I started doing a minor in fibers and I fell in love, like mm -hmm. just fell in love. It was like everything that I like dreamed of. Um, and then I, during my junior summer, had an internship with Kravit in New York on Long Island. So I was like commuting from the city because like I didn't, I'm not from New York. I'm originally from California. So really didn't know that it, <laughs> it is a small island, but it takes hours to get across, you know. Um, so I started my internship there in their archives and I fell in love. Um, and so went back to SCAD and like really put all my attention into textile design and fibers history and understanding, you know, the origin of pattern making and design and how, how nothing is new and everything is like cyclical, like, mm -hmm. um, and so after graduation, which was kind of crazy because it was during COVID, um, 
I got pregnant, which I've been trying to do. And so I finished off like senior year during COVID, pregnant and dreaming of my archives. So um, we moved up to New York. I started working in the archive and now I'm still there. So now I'm archives creative director. So basically I manage a lot. I do a lot in there. So we have like 60,000 pieces of art and textiles from around the world. And it like spans, it really spans time and space because like our oldest item is like 200 BC um, Egyptian Coptic or pre-Coptic. And then our newest art is like, you know, something Scott Kravitz was like purchased last week in Paris, you know? Right. So it really, there's really just a spectrum of things that I do. That's incredible. I was gonna, I was gonna say what's like a day in the life for you, but it seems like every day must be really different. Every day is really different. Like for example, today, okay, okay, let's see. So I'm in person twice a week and I work from home because, you know, COVID has changed the fabric of our lives really, (laughs) you know? So like you can like do so much from home now, but um, Tuesday, pretty boring. It was just me and my archive organizing, doing some like online um just online emails and work like that and then today unexpectedly I had two tours that I had to give or be a part of for other designers um that come into the archive because it's it's like a museum but you can like touch things so it's kind of yeah so it's kind of a great great thing so today was like extremely crazy busy and then Tuesday was super chill so I never really know yeah you get the best of both i do so if i want to be social i get to be social (laughs) and then if i just want to be by myself and organize and play with art then i can do that too i'm surprised they let people touch them and like feel the fabric well i think especially in our industry and our like we are tactile people you know so interiors is it's really about the comfort and touching and um, like really understanding textures. Mm-hmm. And so uh, my boss, Scott Kravitz, really wants it to be a working archive. So no one's getting anything out of something that they can't learn from, you know? So it's like one thing to go to a museum and see something on a wall and be like fascinated by it, but you're only allowed like this much distance to really see like the brush strokes and, right. and the warp and the weft if it's a textile. But to be able to like get up close and see things and touch things, like he wants it to be used. Oh, I love so we that. Use it. It's yeah. like a dream job. I it's a have dream job. Never heard of this job description, and it's not on LinkedIn. And I'm like, it's what? not <laughs> right. That's so it's cool. It's, it's kind of cool how it's like evolved from when I first. Um, first got there it was you know very much like a normal archivist job where you're almost like a librarian of textiles or or the arts or whatever it is that you're um doing the conservation of and the cataloging and photography and there's a lot that goes into it but um it's definitely evolved in the sense that now I do a lot of tours so I work with a lot of universities like SCAD for example we have a really great relationship with um, where we do student competitions with a, um, our design grad program. So, you know, I'll, I'll put together like a collection of archives and then um, say it's a textile design class, they'll use 
an archival document as inspiration for a new pattern that they're working on. Um, and then we'll critique it at the end. And it's a, it's really a lot of fun. I remember when mm -hmm. Kravit came and they had the design competition. And I remember we were all um, in the auditorium and they announced the winner. And I was like, <laughs> so cool. It is really cool because then it, I think, and especially being on the other side of it now where I'm doing the critiquing and I'm able to impart knowledge that I've, you know, acquired mm -hmm. being a student and then being in the, in the workforce and working directly with, you know, textile designers and interior designers and being able to like bridge that gap between the two and then take that knowledge and then teach students like, Hey, you can do something you really truly love. You can be a textile pattern designer, or you could be a furniture designer who does like really cool bespoke pieces and companies will buy that from you. Mm -hmm. you know? And like, I didn't really know that that was a thing while I was in school. So it's been really great to, you know, give back. So that's what been are like you looking for too, when you're critiquing um, some of these pieces or even when you're looking um, through designs to kind of, you know, look for what is the best design, I guess you could say. What are the key well, elements? Well, that's kind of hard, you know, when, you, when you're critiquing people because it's like everything could be great. Right. You know, or or everything could be not great because that's you know, what you guys <laughs> talked about, you know, like what's not so good. Um, <laughs> one of the big things we harp on is uh, colors, like colorways. And is it a usable color? Is it a sellable color? So we're not just going in, in, in the way like our professors would or a professor would, would they be like, oh, this is great. This is a great collection. We're saying, okay, if you want to make money and be a successful designer, you have to be able to read your client. What's your client asking you for? Have you done the research on, on who they are? Um, have you researched what sells the best for that client? And then that's how we, how we choose. Mm. So, you know, I personally love like black and white, obviously. And like, sometimes I'm really into bright colors and like lots of patterns, but that's not for everybody, you know? So it's really about reading your client and so we we'd really drill that in to them like while we're doing these competitions like okay so if you're telling us that your you know this is your mood board and then this is your client and then your final product looks nothing like those two things then you're not really understanding the assignment you know right and then um <clears throat> to really like break it down it's like a project or a collection can take about like 18 months from start to finish. <clears throat> and, you know, just being aware of like time that is spent on, you know, all the little, little details. And then to have an end product that's not successful after 18 months is devastating. Yeah. You know? I can't so, imagine that. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it doesn't really happen much at Kravit and the Kravit brand of families because, you know, they've been doing it for so long that they understand like market research and color trends and the forecasting of things. So that's, it's been like really great to see the behind the scenes. Yeah, I love that. I have to come visit you. You have to come visit. Oh my yeah. God, I'll give you like a real archive tour. 
That would be amazing. So what do you think when you're there looking at stuff that's from how long ago did you say like something yeah. BC and then to, yeah. Oh my gosh. And then something from like last week, what are you inspired by? Um, so it's, it's really hard because like everything is my favorite. Yeah. Like I'll be one day be like, Oh my God, I haven't seen, cause there's so many drawers and we have close to 60,000 pieces. So there's a lot of things I haven't seen or wow. might not be in the next 10 years, you know, there's so much. Um, and so sometimes I'll just like open a drawer and be like, Oh my God, this is amazing. And it kind of inspired me to start doing something on my Instagram, um, that I call a day in the archive. So like, I'll just kind of like pull things and then do a little story. So I've done stories on like Jacobean art and textiles. Um, I just did something for Valentine's day on like, um, these beautiful twalls that we had. We had a Marie Antoinette twall. Um, oh. it's just so much fun. Like I, I really don't have a favorite. I mean, if I was to say my absolute favorite, it's our 200 BC item just because I am, I'm Egyptian. So for me, it's like like full circle, you <laughs> know, you have to show us a photo or send over I a photo. Will. I'll send in a photo. I'll send you as a photo, but it's like the best. I, I really, I don't know. I feel like I'm so blessed to have created a job for myself that I just love. That's amazing. Yeah. That's hard to come by. I mean, we see all these people that go to follow their dreams at SCAD, you know, for example. Yeah. And then you can still end up being unhappy with what you, where you are, you know, so right. that's lots, amazing. Lots of anxiety towards, I mean, like I definitely do a lot of designing on the side. Like I do little projects for friends and family. And like, I really do love that. I mean, like I go through the showroom every day, like I'll be like hmm, dreaming of a space that I can put this textile <laughs> in um, or this, you know, furniture in, but I, I just am so happy. So I know that it's amazing, but what would you say the hardest thing about it is? It is a little overwhelming because they're the, the scope of what we carry. And so I learning, I mean, I had, I learned a lot on the job. So it was like learning about um, different cultures and different textures and different like weaves and different genres. So I'm constantly learning. Um, you know, I'm always Googling or, or mm -hmm. pulling a book because we have hundreds of books. So like looking for books on, you know, twalls or, you know, um, one that I'm really fascinated with right now is um, like the silk, no, not even the silk trade. It was more of like the cotton hemp trade that came from India and those textiles that came from India to England. And so it's like the cruel and um, chintz, which is a big one. And there's like so many crazy stories that you wouldn't even like for no reason you would think about, but like, I think it was like 18,000 or 16,000 people were murdered who brought these designs from India to England were murdered so that nobody else would have those designs. Like to me, it's like, wow, insane. Yeah. But at some point in our lives, textiles were a currency, you know? Mm-hmm silk and cotton and hemp. It's just crazy. Yeah. It's interesting how that was so sought after at one point. And now, you know, 
It's all about now, the money. Yep. And the, right. Yeah. And, and it's interesting because like, we don't ever really think about everything that is around us. Right. That was like created by a textile designer, <laughs> you know? It's insane. And then yes. back when there was like no resources, I mean, they're making this right. out of nothing. Yeah. Right. Or it's like, I think it was like cochineal is something that makes purple. And like in some places you had to like climb down a mountain and grab these little, you know, sea mollusks to get the color. It's like crazy. Wow. That's wow. That yeah. makes me also think about like the textiles department that SCAD had, like walking into their studio and like seeing all the different types of things like, that they would make dye out of. And I was like, right. like avocados. Yeah. Like avocados <laughs> make ink dye. Like what? <laughs> you know? But it's just like you're almost kind of not a, I mean, a chemist, but you're like an engineer yeah. for colors. Mm -hmm. right. It's, it's really like, interesting. Me, like magic, you know? Yeah, it what really is. This seed going to turn into, like, it's it's really cool. Yeah, I mean, awesome. I love Pepe. I went back there for, what when was I there? End of January, I was in Savannah. Um, and just, like, every time you walk into Pepe, it's like angels are singing. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. You know, like, white and ethereal and like everyone's just so happy and so chill and then you walk like walk into Eichberg which is now Clark Hall. <laughs> it's like scary yeah did you see what how they renovated it I did and I was like where am I it's like an alternate universe yeah um, it's, it's crazy cool, but it's not usable you know yeah uh, right yeah, so it, I, we were lucky. We lived in a great era. Yeah. I hope so. <laughs> I feel, yeah. I mean, SCAD is amazing in everything that they do. They really are. They're, yeah. they're innovative. But, yeah, it's interesting how things have changed. I know. It's, yeah, so I, I definitely loved, loved going back there. Yeah, so how does Kravit come across like I think they how many lines do they hold I mean I swear they're just always new so, designs it's, it's, I mean it really is the company has been around for over 100 years it's a family-owned company from it's like they're on their fifth generation now mm. uh, their great-great-grandfather Samuel Kravit came all the way from Russia with a, his family and a sewing machine and he was a tailor to the wealthy um wealthy men in Manhattan and he would you know come up to these beautiful homes and these beautiful carriages and they'd be like decorated to the hilt and you know he would he was like really thinking about it and knew that he could make these trimmings um and make more income for his family and so he did he, he got into trimmings um and passementary so it's like you know really beautiful delicate um, they would put them like over paintings and like on the windows, just like really beautiful. So he got into that um, and then consistently changed and evolved with the times, you know. So I think that's why the company has performed as well as it does, because they really stay true to their roots. They're constantly evolving. They treat people really well. Um, and so when other companies were going out of business, they they would get the opportunity to acquire them. So they have um, Lee Jofa, mm -hmm. which is about to hit its 200 year anniversary, which is like 
fabulous. And the, the story there is amazing um, with Arthur H. Lee and just, just how he also evolved with the times, you know? So like, there's so many great stories that I've learned about um, through being the archivist, but also seeing firsthand in the archives. So like, I have to, I'm going to have to send you guys pictures because they're, everything is just so beautiful with like hand blocking and like weave, you know, weave structures. Um, and then we have Brunswick and Fee, which is another great, beautiful, um, very French brand. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just acquired Dongia recently um, during oh. COVID. So sexy. Like I mm-hmm. love Dongia and everything um, that the brand stands for. We also, what do we have? We have Clark and Clark, which is in the UK that we carry their, um, their collections here. We have Andrew Martin. There's so many, so many great um, lines that we carry, um, that we license to carry. So I don't know, it just keeps growing. So it's, that's why they call it the Kravit family of brands, because it really is a cohesive buildup of families. It really is. Yeah. It seems like it, they are one of the luckier ones where, you know, they keep growing and evolving instead of staying the same and i think that's benefited them to not go out of business or fall behind right because like you and i think it's a lesson for all of us it's like we have to constantly keep adding to our repertoires and and our our toolbox of like what we can do as designers you know so the more the more things you could do the longer you can stay around really you know right well Um, what's Yeah. What's next for you then? What do you want to do next? I don't know. I, I mean, I think about so many different things. I love what I do. Um, I've had the opportunity to, to, um, do something. They're like mini episodic there. It's like Anthony Bourdain does fabric. Oh, wow. (laughs) They were done with Lux magazine. Very cool. Like my first time ever being filmed for something serious and I'll share that with you guys too. But it's yes. they're about minute episodes with me and Scott, and we're talking about the first one. We're talking about Japanese textiles and showing some of our favorite pieces in the archive. Um, and then we did another one on uh, bark cloths from the Polynesian mm-hmm. island Africa. So a lot of fun, a lot of sweating under hot lights. But I learned so much, and I was like, I didn't know that I loved doing this. So. Um, so I hope to do more of those. I definitely love working with students. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's fun working with the designers, but it's even more fun working with students because they're they're so lucky. Mm-hmm. Like they get to be so creative, you know, right. and so really creative. So that's a lot of fun. Um, and I want to do some uh, more projects of my own. I think that's what's next. Exciting. Awesome. Like, I get so jealous when I see you guys like, picking out samples and you know <laughs> but you get to that's the fun part together <laughs> yeah that's the only good like exciting thing everything else is like oh my gosh you know <laughs> don't miss construction documents for sure yeah yeah Mm-mm. yeah <laughs> no or sitting in front of a computer for like nine hours straight oh god i don't miss any of that it's like Gad nightmares. 
that's that's my day today yeah <laughs> and then the the even like the materials like now there's material banks so like that cuts yeah. down the time that i even like go and like scythe through the materials so mm -hmm. even more time on the screen on the screen oh that's that is pretty sad so yeah then you guys have to come <laughs> scores with me yes yes i want to come see and touch yes yeah. i mean it's literally we have something for everyone is what i say because we um have a really great selection of art that scott kravitz been collecting for the last few years from a mill in um it's called muscron it's between belgian belgium and france it's like on the border it's like near lyon and this mill was beyond it was like from 1861 to about 1990 it was one of the largest mills in europe and they did art and weaving and fern it's just like amazing and so we have a great archive collection of their art and it's like that's some of my favorite stuff that, that's literally the drawers that we're always showing because it shows process we have like the art and then we have point papers which is what tells i mean well now that's like what tells a computer where the warp and weft go, so which colors are where. Um, mm -hmm. But we have those, and then we have matching um, blankets or textile pieces from those collections, and it's just gorgeous. It's like Art Nouveau, Art Deco, Bauhaus, um, Ottoman carpet samples. We have wow. damasks. I mean, it covers the spectrum, and it's so pretty. That's it's, amazing. Yeah, it's great that those are saved, you know, like somewhere yeah. along the line and it's crazy because like they everyone calls him <laughs> i really do the indiana jones of textiles because he like this photographic memory for the art and the textiles that he's seen throughout his life and so it's like so fun to like hear his stories and like how he'll literally like ride a camel you know <laughs> or a donkey into a cave and find a textile like, okay. it's like the little souls of the textiles call him so we have matches of art and you know a, you know point papers and then the textile that matches it and it's like they're all in different places in the world and he's found them it's like wow. there's no way to explain it except you know indiana jones like literally yeah. oh his job too <laughs> he has the best job he gets to go to all the cool places that is so cool can't even wow. imagine yeah yeah amazing job. well to end things off you have to share a not so good idea with us oh this is going to be so easy because right now we're looking um for houses on long island because like my husband's in the military and he's gonna be retiring he's doing his 20 years and we'll be retiring soon and so i you know finagled him into moving to long island because i love my <laughs> job so much and so like we're looking at houses and it's wild oh man my, I, my favorite so far of not so good things is like, why would you put your washer and dryer in a bathroom? <laughs> oh God! Like what? Like because they're like that's the only place that there was plumbing, right. so they're like let's just use it all. <laughs> like where like your like your knees are touching like the washer, like to <sighs> to me is a a faux pas. Like that is a no go. Yeah. In, doesn't matter how beautiful the house is, but the washer dryer in the bathroom threw me. I was like, no. I or just, you're like unloading uh, the dryer 30. and the 
clean socks fall into the toilet and you're just like or just like the mist of poop in the air like that's that too that's like the main one they always say like when you poop and like it like sprays and hits your toothbrush and it's just like (gasps) (laughs) right so So bad that that no go it should never ever happen oh my gosh yeah i mean we see that especially where i am there's a lot of places that have to be renovated up in vale and like my house has a throne the toilet is on a throne it's a step up onto a throne oh it's was maybe someone was really tall um maybe i i think that was like a style it sounds like a renovation though like it sounds like they had to like push it over (laughs) (laughs) i think it's yeah people's bad bad design not so good yeah that's a not so good <laughs> i kind of like i would love a throne for the commode the zilla is it like zillow gone bad or Zillow? you know have you heard that it's like on instagram it's like zillow those those are fantastic we've those done a full episode on like just horrible design that where there's like even... mirrors everywhere and you're like it's like a circus am i at a circus yeah (laughs) or like carpet around the tub yeah (laughs) yeah it's like shocking yeah well thank you so much for coming on i feel like this has been so inspiring (laughs) honestly Mm -hmm. refreshing too because like a whole new thing to seek to be is yeah you know a whole new uh, career path that someone might choose to take because they didn't even know it existed. Right. And I mean, that's what I think. Another thing I tell students all the time, it's like, what do you really love? Like what keeps you up at night working after you finish the projects you were supposed to be working on, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's, I read that I really love textiles more than I loved, you know, just interior design. Right. You know, because that, that's what I'll freely like Google on my phone. Like I'll send you when I, when I go to look at my Google searches, it's like the most random textiles and then like food recipes, <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's like what you're really passionate about is what you should focus on. Right. Yeah. yeah. According well, to my Instagram Explore page, I should be a nail tech because I've just saved like crazy <laughs> nail designs and there's like nothing else on there. So... <laughs> Uh, I mine is like so random because like I do a lot of I love going to museums obviously but I like matching Mm -hmm. like art that I know I'm going to be seeing so like I do that with like my with whenever we have tours too like if we're specifically goal towards something like I dress like that oh that's so cool it is I have to feed like my fashion side too so like my Instagram is all that's awesome museums and food and babies it's like crazy yeah i feel you thank you so much for having me on this was so much fun thank you yeah we can't wait to see your photos please send some photos some photos and you'll have to come visit me and your cool outfits matching the art yes yeah definitely do that thank you (laughs) thank you you're welcome thanks bye bye
What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.